Fifty years ago, just a week before Christmas, my wife Anita and I, with our three kids in tow, drove to Pittsburgh. We planned to spend Christmas there with family and drive back to Carbondale for New Year's Eve. It was an exciting time to be in Pittsburgh. After decades of losing football, my Steelers had won their division and were headed to the playoffs against the hated Oakland Raiders. The game was scheduled in Pittsburgh for Saturday, December 23rd, just two days before Christmas. The city, after recovering from the Pirates' heartbreaking loss on a wild pitch in the playoffs against the Cincinnati Reds, was in a frenzy, but unless you had a ticket to the game, you were out of luck. In those days, the NFL had a 100-mile restriction on telecasting home games, even playoff games, so the only way you could catch the game on television was to drive to a place like Erie, Pennsylvania, some 120 miles from Pittsburgh. Having spent the late 1960s getting my advanced degrees at Kent State, I was familiar with the local haunt for graduate students. Kent, Ohio was a little more than 100 miles from Pittsburgh, so I convinced my father-in-law, Joe, to drive with me to Kent to see the Steelers game. The game that we saw was the stuff of NFL history. With 22 seconds left, and the Steelers trailing the Raiders 7-6, Terry Bradshaw, from his own 40-yard line, threw a desperation pass downfield. When the Steelers' Frenchie Fuqua and the Raiders' Jack Tatum collided, trying to catch the ball, it bounced high into the air, and just before it hit the turf, Franco Harris caught the ball at his shoe tops and raced 40 yards into the end zone. Last chance for the Steelers. Bradshaw trying to get away. And his pass is broken up by Tatum. Tipped off. Franco Harris has it. And he's over. Look. Franco Harris. Grab the ball on the deflection. Five seconds to go. He grabbed it with five seconds to go and scored. Let's watch one this again. One million to one odds on this one. Ricochet out there off of Jack Tatum. Here's the miracle of all miracles. The crowd at the bar erupted in a beer bottle throwing frenzy that made Joe and me wish we had watched the game wearing helmets. Harris' catch gave the Steelers a victory and Steelers fans an early Christmas present. In pro football storied history, the miraculous catch would be known as the Immaculate Reception. After their grandparents spoiled our kids with a mountain of Christmas presents, and added an inch or two to our waistlines to the mountain of Polish pierogies. We drove back to Carbondale a few days after Christmas, where 650 miles from Pittsburgh, I would have no trouble watching the Steelers and the undefeated Miami Dolphins play for the AOC championship and a trip to the Super Bowl. That New Year's Eve, 50 years ago, I watched my Steelers lose in the playoffs to the Dolphins, a team that would go on to a Super Bowl victory and an undefeated season. My spirits were dampened by the loss, but the kids were excited about staying up to celebrate the new year. So I put on a good face, and Anita and I did the only thing that would ensure that they stayed up until midnight. When the kids weren't looking, we turned the clock ahead three hours. Once the kids were tucked away, Anita and I, worn out by all the holiday traveling, decided to cheat a bit, and pretending we were back in Pittsburgh, celebrated the new year at midnight Eastern time. A few hours later, while Anita and I slept through the night, 
the phone started ringing at the homes of Pirate players. On the line was the Pirates publicity director, Bill Guilfoy, with some horrifying news. He told them there was an unconfirmed report that a plane went down in Puerto Rico and Clemente was on it. I don't remember when that morning or afternoon I found out about the plane crash and Roberto Clemente's tragic death to bring supplies to the victims of an earthquake in Nicaragua. But I do know that every New Year's Eve since then, I recall his passing and how privileged I was to see Clemente play. He was a great one, a hero on and off the field. The person that he was still lives amongst the baseball community. I don't think I should ever die. And he took the platform of baseball and became a real humanitarian, you know, hence an award being named in his honor. We have an award which we created to recognize the athletes who would make a particular contribution to our game off the field. Uh, we have this year renamed the award the Roberto Clemente Award. With all due respect to the, the tremendous career that, that he had, but what he did off the field for me is much more important than, than who he was as a player. This year, our kids with our grandkids in tow will be visiting us in Macanda for the holidays. Anita and I are looking forward to the visit, but we'll always remember our trip to Pittsburgh 50 years ago and the triumph and the tragedy of that holiday season. This is Pete Peterson and his wife Anita wishing you a happy holiday.